All right, the light is on, and we are off the bench in the on our tape delay, recording on our tape delay. As always. The shadows of Roger's place, just mere blocks away from the from the storage shootout at the Remax Corral. Pow! 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 Yeah. Uh, and we, like I said, we are live, recording on a tape delay. I'm your host, Nick Good. As always, joined to my right by... Adam Hundred. Hello, folks. And... Blank space. No Neil Cochran again. Blank space. Oh, I Way did that. to carry for you. over the Taylor Swift. Yeah. If you didn't, last week was a bit of an anomaly. Again, we apologize. We recorded our twelfth episode of the of the podcast. It was lost to the warlocks of the internet. <laughs> That's what did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just imagine whenever something is corrupted in a computer, it's because like little zombies or little, wizards little, or little something. Little gremlin guy, yeah. just take it away. Yeah. Like, no, you don't get it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they took Neil too. Apparently, he hasn't been Neil. here in forever. So once again, Neil's not here. Last week we did the the the, the lost episode. No one's gonna believe us. No one will believe us. But Neil was here this time last week. But He's fine, everybody. We weren't gonna record He's an episode until today. But then we did an emergency podcast last week. Talk about Taylor Swift, among other things. Among other things, but mostly the focus was Taylor Swift's new single "Look What You Made Me Do," and the pop, the reviews are just not good. It's terrible. No. We don't need to talk about it again. That song sucks. But thank you for those of you who listened last week to the emergency podcast pop up. Uh, but yeah, Neil's gone away again this week. Uh, he says he's at a wedding, but that's the people who told us that called us, and their voice was all digitized. And they also sent they also yeah. sent a note written in magazine letter cutouts. So Maybe, there's a chance Neil's just yeah, kidnapped. I think he might have been kidnapped. It looked like there was some blood on that note too. Um, so we're gonna try to get him back for next week, depending on how much money they're looking for. Otherwise, yeah. it might not be worth it. If you guys want to send money in, uh, yeah, send donations, e- save email Neil. transfer to otbcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's otbcast at gmail.com. Um, but until then, subject I, line save Neil. Just so we know. Subject line save Neil. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, minimum donation of five thousand dollars, please. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna truck on ahead though. Just the two of us until next week when hopefully Neil is back. He should be. Next week is our big NFL extravaganza preview. What? Yeah, breaking down where we think teams are going to finish, uh, whose season leaders are going to be, who's going to be in the Super Bowl, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wall to wall. Wow. Neil's going to talk about his fantasy team with us. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be great. So Thrills. that's next week. Because uh, it will be the Tuesday... And then the NFL kickoff is Thursday, September 7th. Um, but we're recording this on Tuesday, August 29th. Uh, the time is 6.29 Mountain is, Standard is that, Time. Is that relevant to when people are listening later? Just curious. I just like to, so people know, can you have an idea? Okay. Oh, this Context. is what the setting was oh, like. Okay. okay. The sun is going down. We can see it gleaming off the, uh, the rising skyscrapers of downtown Edmonton. Yep. So, but yeah, okay. let's get into the big news of the weekend. We promised we're never going to talk about it leading up to it, but we'll talk about it a little bit a- uh, afterwards. After the fact. The well. big McGregor-Mayweather fight. Yep. Um, in one corner, we have a serial abuser. In the other, we have a, an openly racist 
Man, so this is that's a good fight. So let's just that's throw always them, good. Let's throw them close to half a billion dollars and uh, yeah, let's give these rich, shitty, flawed people more money so they can be richer and equally as flawed, if not worse. Which is great. I mean, his name is almost flawed. Floyd, flawed. It's pretty close. <laughs> anyway, sorry, kind of st stole that one from me. Where do you want to go with these dipshits? Um. Okay. Just the, the comment I'd made to you after the thing. I didn't watch the fight. I didn't give a fucking shit about it. Mm -hmm. um, I honestly don't really know why people did. It was all built on hype, but hype around... A gimmick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a gimmick. You know, and people are going to say, oh, well, got to give McGregor his dues. He held out longer than people thought. It was a better fight than the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight, which may be true. That was a pretty shitty fight. But here's the thing I'll say. Everyone who was on McGregor's side going into the goddamn thing were like, oh, he's going to knock Floyd out. It wasn't about lasting 10 rounds with Floyd and then losing by TKO and that was going to was gonna prove himself. He was supposed to go in there and be the first guy to knock Floyd flat on his ass. I think And he though, didn't. Man. And don't get me wrong. What he did was surely more impressive than I think what people who were on the other side thought he could do. But if you were on the McGregor camp going into the fight... Don't turn around and all of a sudden be like, gotta give him his due, gotta give him his props. Because McGregor's never been a guy who's earned his due or his props from just hanging in there. I think, though, with the people that actually know anything about anything, uh, about, sorry, not anything about anything, but anything about combat sports and boxing and MMA and how they compare to one another, I think anyone who knows even a little bit about that knew that there really wasn't a reality in which McGregor was going to win that fight because it just it wasn't going to happen. And I think there were a lot of people that tried to who who are knowledgeable about those two sports, but if they're MMA fans, they wanted to try to convince themselves that there was a way. Yeah. You know, what if Connor lands that left? Is yeah. that and uh, you know, yeah, what if pigs fly? What if I start shitting rainbow ice cream? Like what if? What if? You know, all I those things. I wouldn't need it either, but I what if? I still wouldn't need it. I I wouldn't either. I'm just saying. So, no, it's completely ridiculous. Um and I, I like what you're saying. You can't go into it where you're like, yeah, he's going to knock him flat on his yeah. ass. And then say, well, you know, he did more than everybody thought. No, no, That's and revisionist history, you yeah. jackass. Either you thought he was going to do it and then he didn't. And you got to have your tail between your legs like the dipshit you are because you thought that this was actually going to happen. And just own it and say, man, was I wrong. Just own it. Every, yeah. You know, a lot of people were wrong. Just own it. And then the ones who said Floyd was going to do what he does, wear a guy down and then finish him off when he was... Tired, you know, that's that's what he did. And uh, he, Floyd, there was, he was never going to end that fight early. I don't know what people were talking about. There was never going to be, he was going to go out and beat McGregor up early and finish no, it off. Exactly. That was not what he was going to do because for a couple reasons. The longer the fight, the better yeah. for him from a money-making standpoint, but also from a boxing standpoint because that plays to his strengths. And... Um, yeah, that's actually really all there was to it. I mean, it's just not its not his style to go and knock a guy out early. So, yeah. anyway, I'm just glad it's done. Now, there was a part of me going into it where I was thinking... I, I had memories of the movie Snatch. And I was thinking going into it, I'm like, you know what? It is, it's a sanctioned fight. But does Floyd care more about his legacy or his cash? And so part of me thought going into it, I'm like, maybe there's a chance... Floyd takes a dive. He had some guy put money against, bet money yeah. against him. Yeah. He tried to bet on himself, actually. Did he? Floyd, yeah. Tried to bet on himself, which is pretty silly. 
But no, there was I, a part of me I he, thought because this whole thing has just been such a spectacle. But he can have both. He can have his money and his legacy. So why tarnish his? I legacy? know. I just the whole thing was a spectacle to begin with. So I wasn't going to be shocked if it was going to be worked in some way, he, fixed in some way. Honestly, and even at this point with McGregor going out with a TKO, they have a chance of, you know, trying to sell us on a rematch now. That would be horrendous. I don't think so. I don't think they will, because Floyd said he's done. Like for, his, for his kids. For his kids. Well, hey, maybe he's going to do a decent thing for the first time in his life. Maybe that's maybe. something. But I think they... Don't hold your breath. Oh, not for him. Uh, no, I don't think they're going to have a rematch. And I mean, I don't think there really would have been any benefit to him in, in taking a dive anyway. There, there wouldn't be more money in that for him. No. I don't think so. Like, I just think it was what it was. Just a weird, gimmicky thing. But one thing it did prove... That I think we should have known already is that, you know, an MMA fighter is going to be more, is more well-rounded than a boxer. A professional MMA yeah. fighter, a good one, is more well-rounded than a professional boxer, pardon me. However, if you didn't think that before, I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. Of course they are. They do, they're, the essence of their job is that it's mixed martial arts. Boxing is just boxing. Yeah. So, if you didn't think that before, I don't know what you thought. But, yeah, now it's, we, we can see it when you have two guys who are... You know, quite good at it. Won the pro boxer, won the pro MMA fighter. The MMA fighter was able to stand with him a little bit, even if he didn't really have a, an, a, an actual chance of winning. Yeah. So I think that now, if that was a debate before, if it was, maybe it was among some people, we can put that to bed. I think that's a silly debate. Also anyway. now, but does this mean, does this signal a, an end for UFC as we know it? I think what this shows, and I think this is something we could have seen over the last couple of years, and uh, with John we have, Jones, we have, we have an event coming here next month. Yeah, I couldn't care less. I actually am, you know, going to try to get away from the yeah. arena that weekend. But um, with what's happening with UFC right now, John Jones is a mess. Can't get himself together. I mean, he's you know, drugs again. Um, Lesnar sticking around in WWE for the yeah. for foreseeable and, future. And Lesnar's old. It would be crazy for him to go back to the UFC now. That'd be insanity. Uh, like he's almost 50, isn't he? No, I don't know if he's that old. He's over 40, he's I definitely think. definitely in his 40s. Yeah, you know what, he's not close. I don't think he's on the wrong side of 45. Anyway, I think for the UFC, it, this is trouble because this event was so much bigger than any event that McGregor had ever been a part yeah. of before. And to have that, to do that, he had to leave, he had to do an event outside of the UFC sphere of influence. He had to go and box a hugely famous boxer. Brock Lesnar is exactly 40. Exactly 40? Yeah, okay, I thought he was older. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Just turned 40 in July. I actually. still don't, I wouldn't recommend he goes back to UFC, but yeah. I'm not a doctor. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the UFC's in trouble anyway, to, to make it a long story short, because they've lost a lot of stars in a way. <coughs> like, John, uh, John Jones can't really be a star anymore. Yeah. And there's not, you know, when they were coming up, when UFC was getting bigger, they had all these... You know, they had Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture, and they had GSP, and they had Anderson Silva, and then Bisbing was big. And, uh, you know, that, that's just a few off the top of my head. So they had names, but now, I mean, I guess Cormier is a name, but he's not, he's not a star, you know, outside of the sport. They don't have crossover appeal anymore. Well, it's like I, I've said before, the biggest issue with it is unlike other sports, even boxing for, you know, Tyson was around for most of the 90s. It seems with the UFC, there's always the next person, the next guy, or, or mm -hmm. whoever. Like, mm -hmm. And they just don't stick around long enough for them to build up actual... Like, yeah, you have 
your quote unquote legends and mm-hmm. Chuck Liddell and Ken Shamrock and whoever else, right? Yeah. But realistically, um, they don't ever have guys that hang around long enough, like in other sports where Kobe Bryant is around for 20 years. LeBron James has been in the NBA for 15, going on year 15 now, right? You know, if the gods are good, McDavid plays 20 years in the yep. NHL. I mean, the, the essence Tom of Brady's the sport's been different, around. though. No, I know, but what I'm saying is you look at these big sports, and that's that's just the case. Yeah. They have guys they can build, like, entire decades around, and you just yeah. don't have that. I mean, Rousey. How long was Rousey on top for? She was huge, but she then as huge. soon as she gets knocked out once, it's over. over. Well, and that's kind of what happened with Chuck Liddell, too. Like, he was huge, and then he got knocked out, and they tried to sort of, like, maybe he still can be big, maybe we can sit in, and he just was losing, and then that was it. And he was the first, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, as I recall, he was the first, like, big star who had crossover yeah. appeal was Chuck Liddell, I believe. Because, you know, he's just Couture, a, too. Couture, too, yeah. yeah, to an extent. But Chuck Liddell, people liked him because he would just sort of hang around and then just knock a guy out. Like, he just... Tito Ortiz, too, was... Yeah, he had some yeah. crossover, but he, like, he wasn't as good as, as Liddell was. But these are guys we're already talking... This is already 10 years ago, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah give or take. And they, and they seem like they're in the ancient past of MMA. Yeah. When, for most yeah. other sports, pro sports, that's, that's the, you know, the prime of your career. Well, I mean, a, a lot of these guys, you know, would still be in their 30s. Yeah. More than likely. So not Ken Shamrock, but uh, but Tito Ortiz will be in his thirties. Think Chuck Liddell will be maybe in his late thirties now. I mean, these aren't ancient guys by any stretch. So that's that's the thing. Yeah, they just don't have enough continuity. But they sort of, I think, a big problem. I think what they did that was a big mistake is they just saturated the market with yeah. events. Um, when they were coming up, you know, the events were less often. That scarcity that created you know, power demand. for them and yeah. demand because people are like, oh man, when this thing comes on every so often, gotta see it. When it seemed like they're having events every two weeks, people get turned off by that because yeah. you're you're not established. It's not like uh, the NBA where you have an 82-game schedule. You're established. People are going to watch it. Yeah. You know, this is not the NFL where you have a game every week. It's established. This is – it was still at that time a borderline sport, and it still is a borderline sport because, yeah. well, I mean, the nature of it is such that it's never going to be widely accepted. Yeah. Because you go in there and you just kick the shit out of the guy – across from you which is you know and that's a good segue into the other thing i want to talk about is are we going to see relatively soon sort of the death of the combat sport with the evidence of you know cte and other brain issues in other sports when like you said the nature of both mma and boxing is you just have to pound each other's head in until you pass until you knock them out yep. I mean, at least in MMA, you can choke a guy out instead. Sure. Instead of pummeling him in the head. But you're still there's still damage taken, obviously. Like, to win, like yeah. you know, one of McGregor's things, he said, oh, you know, if this was an MMA fight, I would have just kept hammering on. Yeah. And, like, just the fact that, that that's the sport is, you know, a guy's on the ground and you literally just smash his face in. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I've never been a huge fan of any sort of MMA. I've, I've watched boxing, but I never got into the MMA hype, the UFC hype. And watching it just makes me uncomfortable sometimes. When, you know, they're rolling around, they're bleeding all over each other, and they're, mm-hmm. you know, where they're choking each other out or smashing each other's faces in, like, I just don't want to see that. And, like, I, the only difference between, that I can think of between UFC, MMA, and, say, football, which we'll get into, too, is I think the difference in the nature of them is that 
for a lot of sort of the more mainstream sports, it's about getting in at a young age, you know, grassroots. Um, and kids starting to play football when they're 13 or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. High school. Younger, even. Really. The difference is with MMA, most of these guys don't get into this until they're adults. Well, I don't, I don't know like. about that. I think what often But there's happens, no grassroots movement well, well, of the, MMA. Well, there, there is beginning to be one, and even locally there is. But what often happens is younger guys will do, you know, maybe you do judo when mm-hmm. you're a kid. And then you get a little older and you're like, oh, you know, if I branch out, I can compete in this sport. You know, that, that happens. Or jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu yeah. is huge, obviously. But, you know, something like that. I think there is sort of a grassroots movement, but it's not, the, not in the same no. way. No. And because you can't have kids doing that to each no, other. Exactly. That's the thing is you can't, you know, like there's laws here. You can't have kids beating the crap out of each other, you know, like that. Sure, there's high school wrestling and, and there's judo and taekwondo and whatever, but they wear helmets. It's heavily refed. They don't, it, the, the goal of it isn't And there's to, no strikes There's to no the knockouts. Yeah. Like you're not there to knock a guy out, you know. I mean, especially in wrestling. Yeah. You don't hit a guy at all. It's holes. Yeah, exactly. Right? So... Yeah, it's a little, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting that it came up and did what it did. It just blew up so quickly. But I do think it won't last that much longer. Yeah. I, I really do because, I mean, I think, I, now I don't know a lot about martial arts, but my understanding of martial arts when you're taught them is that you don't use them to beat people up. That's right. not the goal. Yeah. It's self-defense if you ever need it. And it's, you know, it's good for body, mind, spirit, all that stuff, yeah. right? It, it's good for that. So, I think, you know, parents aren't going to stop their children from doing that. No, no, no. Because that's a fine pursuit. However, I think people will over time, yeah, get turned off by this blood sport, basically. Yeah. Like, I know I'm making, it sound, I'm making it sound savage. And it I don't is wanna, savage, though. I don't want to come off that way. You're making it sound what it is, though. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, if, if you're just grappling and you're putting someone in holds, I think it's savage if... You know, but that's not what it is. You're trying to kick each other and each other in the not, face. Not all the time. There's different different uh, athletes. Different MMA athletes have different strengths that they cater to, and and you know, not all of them are knockout type yeah. fighters. So I don't want to characterize them all the same way. But I do think people will get turned off by that because undoubtedly there there are repercussions to taking that kind of punishment on a, an even semi regular basis. Yeah. So I think that. In not too long, you know, people will get turned off by that. And I mean, especially because it was its rise was so meteoric, the UFC, yeah. you know, its fall will be, to me, equally well, it's, swift. Well, it's interesting, like you say, the sort of legends of the sport now are guys who aren't, probably mostly aren't yet 40. Mm. So let's start seeing in the next mm-hmm. 10 years, if these guys start dying in their 50s mm-hmm. or early 60s... Like in the NFL. Then then that's when you'll really... See, because Dana White's a fucking moron. Like, I remember there was a couple years ago where he's like, oh, well, our, we, our concussion rates are nowhere near as bad as the NFL's. But it's like, yeah, the NFL has, like... 60 years worth of data and yeah. evidence to yeah, gather they, from. You guys have been around for however long. And even if in the early stages in the 90s and stuff when the thing was totally unregulated, like I bet you there were guys who have died young that you yeah, never that heard they of. Didn't, or that they just didn't keep track of that stuff. And I mean, they do have lower rates than boxing because boxing is basically just headshots. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's body shots too, but you're landing a lot of, a lot of shots to the head. So they do have lower rates than that. 
and also because you know boxing rarely is ended by a body shot yeah. you know so but in mma like i said before you can choke a guy out you yeah, can yeah. put him in a hold so he taps whatever so they're better than that but again boxing is super dead too yeah like super super dead i mean the heyday of boxing was years ago yeah was like when they didn't have color television for fuck's sake so i mean well, tyson okay yeah but that wasn't the heyday though really like the golden era of boxing is ali yeah, I don't know. Tyson fights were they were huge. Huge. I know they. I know, but there's fights now that are still huge. But Nothing average fights to... are tiny. Sure. Like that's the thing is that there's it's feast or famine. Yeah. And that's how you know that they're in trouble. Is the only guys who can draw a crowd are guys who are like basically legends. Or the guy you know, like Klitschko just retired. He was probably yeah. one of the last. Right? Yeah. And so that's that's the thing is that there's no more. You know, like it's pretty dead. And I mean, if someone disagrees with me, I'd like to see. Email us and show me how. OTBcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's O-T-B-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I'm not a huge boxing fan, but to me it's quite dead. If someone can show me that's not, I'd, I'd love to see how it is because I'm curious. And tell that. us why MMA is the best thing ever, bro. Oh, no, I don't want to hear that. You can that leave shit. that We've one out. We've spent so much time talking about this fucking thing. Um, yeah, let, I mean... Anything we, else? Well, we can talk about the NFL instead. That's what I was going to say. We can touch yeah, on that next. Touch on that. Well, so yeah, let's put the, the combat sports away and talk about it. in the NFL. I think the NFL, well, obviously... Well, I was going to say, last thing. Um, oh, yes. Kind of expectation, you know, the results that everyone expected. Mayweather wins... McGregor, proved, I guess, proves himself, whatever. But now this can just go away. Hopefully. Just go away and we can actually move on to real sports. And part of me still thinks that all of this somehow is going to tie into a big WrestleMania storyline. And I don't know. I, there's just, it's just all so like curated and that like would be meticu- a, meticulously put together. A little too grandiose, I think. I don't know. A little too much. But. but yeah, so as far as we're talking about, so NFL starts. Preseason ends this weekend, and then then regular season starts next week. Uh, Thursday, another fucking Thursday night game, but New England, Kansas City kick things off. Literally kick things <laughs> Literally off. Literally kick off. And then Sunday the 10th is when the whole The whole shebang. Again. Like I said, we'll get into a little more of a preview next week, but I guess some big news to... To touch on is the Julian Edelman knee injury. Yeah, and people everyone were had saying, everyone had the Patriots going sixteen and zero again this yeah, year. So it's you know that's every year somebody gets hurt in the preseason. They say when are we gonna stop this ridiculous preseason nonsense? No. The answer to that is never. How could you? Yeah. How could you stop this ridiculous preseason nonsense? You gotta get the guys some reps before the real shit. Yeah, exactly. That's just the way it goes. Unfortunately, it's a collision sport, as Neil referred to it a few weeks ago. And guys get hurt. And so speaking of that, guys getting hurt in the collision sport, as you tie into the combat sports, does football survive in the way we understand it? Because right now, if you're talking about the biggest entity in North America, it's obviously the NFL. Billion dollar industry every year. Uh, Roger Goodell was just extended by like five more years or something like that. Yeah, golden, or not, I mean the ginger hammer. Uh, yeah, he's got. Um, but it, the question comes in where the way the game is played and, you know, hits to the head, con- they, uh, con- helmet contact all the time. It, I don't know. I just don't see how football, and again, and everyone says, well, it's so big and it's so ingrained in America, nothing will ever change. Baseball went through this exact same thing. They were the biggest sport forever in the 90s, and then 
you know, especially at the height of their powers with Maguire and Sosa juicing and going shot for shot. Um, and then, you know, the great, the great can fall. Like it's, it's not impossible for, for Rome to fall kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. at some point the NFL will fall. And I think it'll come down to the fact that just not that people are going to lose interest in watching the sport itself. It's just that it's going to be sort of like a, a, a low, uh, a delayed feedback of, well, I mean, look at the, look at the last couple of years and for the 49ers a couple of years ago, they had like seven guys retire. Like, you know, Marshawn Lynch retired for a year, came back, but you have a lot of these guys who are retiring before they're even 30 because like mm -hmm. they made their money and they're like, I don't want to kill myself. And so then you start running into the same issue that maybe UFC has where you just don't have stars that stick around long enough and then the product suffers. Well, the thing is, the biggest stars in the NFL are the ones that take the least damage. So The quarterbacks, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. So they'll be able to, and I think... I agree that it will change, and I've sort of thought before that eventually football, like, it won't be a thing anymore, but now that I'm thinking about it in another sense, uh, when you just mentioned these guys got their money, they want to get out, for a lot of people in America, growing up in unfortunate circumstances, a lot of them see their best way to make a living yeah. as playing football, and for a lot of them, that does become the best way to make a living, and so to them, they might say... You know, yeah, I'll take a few years off my life to do this. But I, but I think it goes because it goes to the point before they even have a shot where the parents aren't putting their kids in football. But if you're coming from those unfortunate circumstances, Maybe, yeah. then you're gonna say, yeah, you know what? If if my son, if he's good, if if his coaches say he's good and he's got a chance, this is his best chance. But I'm talking about they won't even put him in it to begin with. They won't put him in it to begin with because they'll be like, why would I do that when I can just get them and put them in basketball? I could put them in soccer, even though soccer has its own concussion yeah. issues, but, you know, put them in less low... Not much. <laughs> no. Relatively soccer, but yeah, anyway. But, like, low impact, lower because impact Because football's sports. the show. No, I know that, but I think, I think mentality's... I mean, it don't get me wrong, it's not going to go away in, like, Alabama and Texas and Mississippi or whatever, you know, there's southern states where it is, where it is... The Breakfast, authority. lunch, and dinner. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is the holy right of football, for sure. And that's not going to go away. I just mean the size and scope that is the, the NFL as you know it today, I think, I, I just don't see, I just don't see how it can sustain itself. Just in, more, in you know, just from the general business standpoint with the way everything's going as far as streaming, you know, cord cutting, moving to streaming services and all this kind of stuff. Um, well, they'll have a deal I've, with that. And I've talked about this yeah. before, you know, in five years, you'll be watching your Sunday night football on Twitter or Facebook or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Probably Facebook. Zuckerberg's probably going to buy the deal, but that'd be smart. But regardless, like at some point it all falls apart. I mean, look at, look at the movie industry, look at the music industry. Like at some point, everything just collapses. And I think once the NFL, the NFL has been bulletproof because of that for so long. And once those cracks in the armor start to form, I just don't think it's going to be able to deflect as much. And because, I mean, apart from just the injuries and the head injuries, there's so much other controversy that happens. Like, I can't think of another league, another sport where so much happens. Well, oh, so much league. I mean, if it's, you like, know, e even, like, the worst. Thing, any assault you can think of. Like, Christ, know. the only, like, you know, the last real... I mean, gun-related thing that I can think about in the NBA was when Gilbert Arenas had a gun in the in his locker room. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. other than that, I mean, these guys come from 
not so great circumstances. Yeah, they have egos, but yeah. it's not the same sort of. And maybe it's because of the militarism of the NFL. You know, it's sort of like you take your shots, you stand up, and keep going. Yeah. You know, the machine is bigger than you are. Yeah. We're in the NBA, it's the stars make the. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's so many, so many things that go into it, but yeah. it's just it blows my mind how first how and it's why Goodell got his extension. Because, you know, they've been bulletproof for so well, long. Yeah, and he's, but at some point it catches up. Well, he's great at dealing with that. So, I mean, it's, you know, when you talk about the crime and whatnot related to players in the NFL, I mean, that's a thing that drives me crazy about the NFL. I don't want to digress too much, but just their inconsistency in disciplining players and understanding yeah. what the fuck an actual character issue is yeah. and what isn't. Yeah. I mean... I'm going to reference a Jaguar, of course, but Blackman, his career was ended basically because he smoked some weed and had some drinks. Yeah. Well, I and mean, the whole, the whole pot to me is just ridiculous. The whole pot. But then, but then they, you know, talk about like a guy like Kaepernick having character issues, but Michael Vick didn't have character issues. Yeah. He was welcomed back. No problem. If Michael Vick wasn't. If that's not character issues, what the fuck is? Well, no, what I was going to say. <laughs> like, I, well, it just goes to show if Michael Vick isn't. You know who Michael Vick was yeah. as a player. Yeah, he doesn't get that second. No, he doesn't. The Eagles. No, but again, I I just hate it so much when they talk about distractions. If a guy who was convicted of dog fighting, yeah. if that if that guy is not a distraction in your locker room, but a guy who peacefully protested is, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Especially when you know Kaepernick. I know I bring it back to him much too often, but especially when his teammates are like, "This guy's not a distraction." Yeah, but the, it. Vic's teammates, to his credit, said the same thing. But it's so when they say when they talk about distractions, they're not talking about in the locker room. It's coaches don't want the media there every yes, day. Yes, they don't want you know uh, inner. Uh, well, that uh, is in the locker room. They don't want reporters in the locker room. Sure, and, but and they just don't, don't want them around. Like at yeah, practice, every yeah, every yeah. like you know, a guy like a guy like Rex Ryan, you know, who's out of a job. But yeah. that was a big thing last year. Is you know he didn't want media around all the time because when you have whether Kaepernick's good or not the team that signs him is going to have and maybe maybe the team that does end up signing him is a team that wants that is welcome to having a little bit more well, publicity I mean, there, there's so much media surrounding the NFL as it is so to me but that's the thing does though. it make a market difference yes because with Kaepernick it's not just NFL media you yeah. have CNN that are going to be there you're going to have Fox News that's that like it is. It is. It, but like, what's the? But what is the difference? So two more reporters in a scrum? Oh, it's not two more reporters. But two more. Three I'm, more just, I'm just saying. I'm just like, saying. Fox and CNN are. No, examples. I know. I know. But, but I mean, have, you're gonna have. I don't like. Paparazzi, like paparazzi there at this point now. Like it's it's it is. Uh, hey, listen. I'm not saying that it's 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 for the right reasons, but I I can understand why certain coaches and. Managers wouldn't but want see, that around. But, like, but see, it that's was, what I'm saying is I don't understand it because what's the difference? If you have, say, 50 reporters at your presser versus 100, what is the difference? I don't like, I is, think that's a difference. I don't know. No, but sure, there's more people in the room, but what does it change as, well, as your job? Because you're asking different questions because when you have... Then don't answer them. They do that all the time. Yeah, but... but it's, but it's they're they're every day. It's one thing to just deflect like, hey, who's starting next week? Hey, what's yeah, this? What's yeah, that? Like yeah, the yeah. classic Belichick onto Cleveland, onto yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different when you have you know, fuck. If Anderson Cooper's there and he's asking, so how does this relate to issues that are going on in Charlotte? Blah 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 blah. And you and say no comment. 
But then, but then, what? Is, how does that make your coach look? It makes him look like like he's gutless, like he's coward, like he's cowardly. No, because he says absolutely. it's not. No, it doesn't. It's not his job. If he doesn't, if a coach, an NFL coach, does not want to talk about social injustice, they don't have to. They brush that shit off all and the see, time. And here's the issue, and this they is why Kaepernick doesn't have a time. job because it's exactly this. Because people don't know how to deal with it. People don't know how to deal with this. The, the, this, the media swirl. Yeah, that comes of with course. It. But but no, because listen, that's the reality, to, though. To properly deal with that kind of thing, these guys, you have to understand, or at least this is my opinion on them. Once you're at that level, coaching the NFL, you've made football your life for a long time. And also, so a lot of other skills that a normal person would have, you don't have them because you've no, given those absolutely. away to coach football. So a fairly normal, high-functioning, decent person. When asked, what do you think about what's going on and whatever, could maybe give a decent measured response. But this guy's just been going football, football, football for 35, 40 years. So they don't have a good response. So the smartest thing for them to do is to say no comment. But they can't do that. Like they can't. Why? They're just a football coach. Why do they need to have an opinion on it? Why do athletes have to? They don't have to. They don't, exactly. But there's expectations put on them. But if they want to, And whether you think they do or or they should or shouldn't or they do or they don't, that's not the reality. The reality is people in America, especially because we're talking with the NFL, do expect these guys to have it. If you are the team Mm -hmm. that signs Colin Colin Kaepernick, Mm -hmm. you are expected to have a comment and yeah, sure. the The team owner, the GM, will make a comment, and then the coach can say what he said. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just, and I, I just, and see, and this is the thing too. It goes back to the Michael Vick comparison. If you're having all of this media swirl and and debate over how to deal with the situation over a backup quarterback, it's just not worth it. It just isn't because because the difference. I'm just saying the difference between Michael Vick is he was. See, I just don't, I, I disagree because all that needs to happen mm-hmm. is Kaepernick says, it's his first press conference, they want to talk to him about it, he says, that was last year, I'm here to play football, I, you know, my charitable efforts are outside of football, I'm here to play football this year, done. That and then when they ask him about it the next day, then he says the same thing. And eventually it becomes a non-story because, uh-huh. because him saying day after day that he's not going to talk about it, the story dies quickly. You make it sound... Way too simple. But that's what happens. What, when do these stories not die? If there's no story, they can't keep reporting on it. No, I... Cause but this, there's never been something like this before. That's the thing. No, well, there, sure, there's been controversy before. I mean, Michael Vick was very controversial. But even look at the story when now. When the president comes but out the, and says, don't give that guy a job, we've never had that before. No, but that's shitty. But I'm saying, I know it is controversy. Shitty, but, just, but, but again, there's been controversy before. So there's ways to eliminate that. There's ways that they can deflect that without... Without defaulting to looking like you said, like cowardly or whatever. I'm not saying they do. I'm saying that's how they're going to be portrayed. But how? Because I don't think it's easy to deflect it. I just, I, I don't think it's sure. So- you say I'm. You're calling Kaepernick because the thing is, whoever signs him, there's, there's going to be where, when and if, if is pro- more like when I think. But anyway, there will be I think a pretty serious discussion with him where. It's either you're here to play football this year, there's no extracurricular shit, and he said already he's not going to protest this year. Mm -hmm. Or he goes to a team where they're like, we're all for you having your freedom to do this. If if reporters ask you about it, go for it. But you're on your own. You know, they're going to... And I don't... I think that's much less likely. Mm -hmm. I think way more likely is a team signs him and says, if you want to play football for the whatever team this is, no bullshit this year... And either he's with that or he's not. And then the story does die. Because if every day it's just, there's nothing to report on, he's not saying anything, he's just the backup quarterback on this team, then it does die quickly. And then he can still do his charitable work on the side. It's just not going to be I don't know, if a people, focus. If people have found a way to talk about it, 
for a year that he hasn't even been playing. Well, it hasn't been a year since he's... Yeah, because he keeps getting picked... or Because terrible quarterbacks keep getting picked up ahead of him. That's why the story continues. Because teams are picking up these guys who were like a third stringer at diddly fuck state. No, I know. And, they and people are saying, like, why does this guy... Because I, and again, I'm not saying it's the right thing, to, the right way to deal with it. But I'm saying, you have to look at it from a manager's... A, a general manager or owner's perspective. They go, I could take this shitty diddly squat yeah, fuck... Yeah. Who has... You know, no controversy starting whatsoever, and like maybe he fills in for the one game we'll actually need him for, or it's on Kaepernick, and mm-hmm. then I have this whole fucking dog and pony show mm-hmm. come down to my stadium every goddamn day for the next seventeen weeks of the NFL season. And see, but to me, like I don't understand how does the dog and pony show hurt a team? Some teams they just don't want that. No. They don't want to be on CNN. They don't want to be on Fox News. The MSNBC every night. They just, like some owners just don't want that because you said it's football, football, football. Yeah. we want football no, no, guys the, here. No, the owners aren't like that. Some, I mean, some, some of, of them are. Okay, not many of them. Most of them are just like this is a toy that I have. Sure, this football uh, team. I don't know. It's about the, the NFL. football. The actual guys involved with football operations. I'd say NFL fo- has the most hands-on owners out of any sport, though. In in some markets, yeah, they do have hands-on yeah. owners, but I don't think the majority of the thirty-two teams have hands-on owners like that. I don't no. think the majority do. But I, so I'd say most of them, they're, they're business so then, owners who wanted to own a football team. So then maybe a lot of them don't want to put their general manager or their coach in that position. And that may well be. But what? But they don't ultimately decide anyway. It's like recently, you know, Shad Khan, owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, said he would welcome Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. But it's a football decision. Right. So he says he defers to his staff. They will decide. He said if they were to decide that they wanted Kaepernick, he would be all for it. So, fine, good. And then, but, when, you know, asked about it, no one else commented on it. They said, yeah, fine. They said he's entitled to his opinion on Kaepernick. Like, that's all it has to be. I know it's the Jaguars, so it's much easier to deflect because they're not a high, you know, they're not a highly covered team. But I just don't... they would be. Yeah, which would actually be good for them. But, But the thing is, I don't believe... I think the fact that he's unsigned makes this a bigger story. If he gets signed somewhere and can just say... I'm doing football this year, and his team supports him and says, we signed him because we think he's a good football player, he can help us be a better team, and he's here committed to football. Yeah. And he says the same thing, then the story eventually will die. I'm not saying overnight, but I'm saying if just day after day there's nothing happening, then the stories will eventually, they go away. Or the story becomes, why isn't anything happening? And nobody reads that. But then the next, so, but then when the next, I mean, hopefully it doesn't, isn't as intense but the next charlotteville comes out yeah comes up yeah the first person in the nfl they're going to is going to be him yeah but they ask tons of guys about that because the nfl is predominantly black right but what i mean is every single time it's going to be him yeah but every single time every single time anything happens black players on any team get asked about right that. but so any yeah any so on white day, guys get asked about it too. right one day it might be one day it might be Mike Wallace here, and yeah. then the next day it might be whoever there. But what I'm saying is every single time, it yeah. will be Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, but every single time, someone on the team is going to get asked about it. So what's the difference? It's I the same that. guy. So then he but can that, but take... But it's the same so, guy. So fine. So then that means no other guys in the room have to talk about it. But Great for them, maybe. I just unless they know. want to. I just don't Don't know. you think that... Wait, don't you think in your the instance you're saying that's better then? Because one guy deals with it, and everyone else on the team can no. say, when shit comes up, okay, Colin's going to talk about still, it. Because they're still coming to your team every single time. No, but what I'm saying is every team gets questions. Every team was asked questions about Charlottesville. All of them. Sure. 
Because for all of them, it's close to home. I mean, especially there are guys in the NFL from Charlottesville. Yeah. Like, so they all got questions about it. So wouldn't it be better if anytime something happens, it's one guy on your team fielding the questions? I don't think so. But they all get questions anyway. I just, I just don't think so. I just don't think it makes it better. I, because I think so. Then, okay, so then how is it different than the team gets questions you're anyway? Just putting, because you're putting a target on one specific guy all the time, and to your team specifically all the time. I'm just saying. All I'm saying. This is the. And every time I have a fucking debate about Kaepernick, I get shit on. I get, I get attacked because it's. I separate the football player. From the cultural figure. Kaepernick as a player should have an NFL job. Absolutely. As And if he was not associated with this, he would have an NFL job. But you cannot separate the two anymore. And because he is this cultural figure that he's been for, for over a year now, it's, it's, and whether it's, it's right or wrong, or it's self-induced or not, this is, this, this is the price he's paying now. And that, that, that's just the case. And so if, that's, if that was the stand he was willing to take, and again, the biggest thing about this is Kaepernick himself has never complained about it or made any issue about it, but he does not have a job because of the stance he took. And perhaps that'll be, have to be the sacrifice he has to make because of it. Because teams well, just don't it, want it, it around. Appears, but I mean, some, I, I think eventually someone gets hurt. I just I think, think so again, too. the NFL is fucked because a guy, Absolutely. Beat, a serial abuser is not a distraction. But a guy standing up for rights is a distraction. I agree. And that is something that I can never, I'll never be able to be okay with. That's why it blows my mind how people can be Ravens fans when you've had a, a, well, not a convicted, but a guy who didn't really murder somebody. But destroyed all the evidence. destroyed all the evidence and paid some guy millions of dollars to go to jail And he's your most storied, and and he's like a born-again Christian now too. Like, you know what, Ray Lewis? I hope you, ah, fuck it. I'm not going to say anything actually. And then you have Ray Rice. And And you got Ray Rice, whoever else. I mean, any given year, the Bengals have like four convictions for fuck's sake. Greg Hardy, the fact that he has yeah. a job, like it just those aren't distractions. Though. No, I know. Ridiculous. I agree. So, Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, we'll wrap that up. Anything to say about the Jags? Bortles is starter now. Yeah, Bortles was named the Week One starter on Saturday. So they had been talking about Kaepernick on Friday, mm-hmm. and then the next day, I think a, a smart move actually by head coach Doug Marone because he's like, you know what? It's late in preseason. We got one preseason game left. We need to just make a decision, yeah. and we don't want doubt creeping in now. So he names Bortles a week one starter. Now, this means that he is the week one starter. Exactly. It does not mean that the competition at quarterback is over. It means he's the week one starter. It doesn't he, even mean he finishes week one. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> he could very much lose that job because he, I mean, in that last preseason game, he was okay, but he's generally been hot garbage, and he, he could definitely lose his job. And, oh, if he loses that job to Chad Henning, it's going to be a long year. Yeah. Uh, MLB, what do you want to talk about? So an interesting term, we all know what's going on in Houston, of course, with Hurricane Harvey. So the Texas Rangers were scheduled to play a series in Houston this week. And of course, that's not going to go because that stadium's got some water in it right now. So Texas made an offer to Houston and said, hey, we'll play at home, you know, like come to our ballpark. You'll be the home team. You get all the revenue but we're not going to make up a series back at your right. ballpark. And so they have their their last series against each other this season. They have one more after this one. Is the second last series of the year for both of these teams. So could be important. Right. Astros are basically in, but for Texas it's big. And the Astros said, no, because we want to trade series with you. We want to get a home series back out of this. Mm-hmm. 
So they're playing in a neutral place, uh, Tampa. Now, I'm just curious. Like, my opinion is Houston actually got it wrong on this. I think so, yeah. I think Houston got it wrong, but apparently it's Texas getting a lot of backlash. Oh. Because people are saying, well, geez, look at what they're going through. Just give it to them. But I think Texas is giving it to them. They're saying, yeah. we'll give you revenue. But we, the thing is, too, Texas, if they were to play that series in Houston, they would finish the season on like a 16-day road trip. Oh. And so they don't want to do that because right. they are trying to push for wild cards. So they're getting a lot of backlash. But I actually think Houston got it wrong. I was curious. You feel? I Yeah, I feel like that sounds like a pretty good pretty trade. Pretty good deal. For, they get yeah. to stay within the state. They make all the money. Yeah. I mean... They would obviously have the crowd in their favor necessarily, but no. I mean, are they going to have the crowd in their favor in Tampa anyway? No, no, no neither will. And I think the, the bigger thing when you say they get treated as the home team is that they get to potentially walk off. They get yeah. the bottom of the innings, yeah. right? So you get that advantage, and they're going to get the revenue from it too. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know if it would be more or less than they get at home, but even say it's yeah. the same, whatever. Even if it's less, whatever, right? You know? So, yeah, I don't know. Texas, the Rangers getting backlash for that. Now, listen, I don't like the Rangers at all. I would never defend them usually, but I actually think that they were pretty generous in that offer, yeah. and I Sounds don't like think they me. should be getting any backlash for that. That's that's just my opinion on that one. I don't know if anybody probably even heard about that up here, but I thought that was Maybe interesting. Maybe not. If you did, you can email us. No emails this week. Oh. I know. But we had we had a couple last week, some yeah. good ones. So it averages out. We want to hear from you guys. So next week Neil will be back. We're gonna be doing mostly NFL next week, like I said. So if you have any NFL questions, preview, anything you want to talk about for the season coming up, last season, your predictions, whatever, we want to hear from you. OTBcast at gmail.com. That's OTBCAST at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at off the bench cast and that Instagram page. Neil's on it. That's yeah, why he's tumbleweed gone. just blew that's, by. That's here. why he's been gone. He's been hard <laughs> at work in the laboratory. Yeah, we kept him chained to the desk. Yeah, exactly. So um, until next week, we didn't talk any Bachelor in Paradise, but oh. uh, we, we'll do that next week. We'll, we'll, There'll we'll, be a lot we'll to, be a lot unpack. to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Tonight, big episode, huge episode. Matt went home last week. He walked away, but Daniel was introduced at the, yep. end of the episode. So let's so. see what happens. And there. then have the roses. So. Big episode tonight. So until then, Lacey loves Daniel. So we're <laughs> she's a good Jewish girl. She is a she's a nice Jewish girl. Until then, we are back on the bench. Light is off.